Okay, but Michael, I have to leave a little bit early, like 15 minutes early, so you can just let me know. So. Huh? I'm honestly moving the car to the lot by 8.45 anyway, so. What's the lot? The parking lot. We sent an email, I want to have to move their car out by 8.45, so. They're putting the sukkah? What's the? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Or else your car will be too. Yeah, okay. You say that. Hi, Bo Hashem. We're going back to the Sefer itself. As I mentioned last week, I hope you remember to bring Eretz Chayfetz. It's been a long time. And I want to, I want to learn very quickly to finish the parak in, in, a, in a way just to try to understand the ICS, the letters that we've been talking about, the letters, to try to understand the letters. And, and uh, then maybe we'll do a little bit more. Ba'aymek will come back and do one or two of, the, of these tars. As usual, Rabshayla is taking out, is pulling out a piece of larger pieces. So some of them we will we'll try to come back to be them to see inside. And there are also some of the reasons that we're going to move quickly is some of this he already brought down in the earlier program that we saw. A little bit here is, is a rep- repetition. So on page... Remember Zion, I don't know, in this... Parakei Vav, up to Vav. Page I in, in the little one, in the little cipher. Parakei Ois Vav. <coughs> this entire paragraph is about the Tzipi'li Yeshua, the Tshuka, the Tzipi'li Yeshua. There's a lot here from his Talmud, Rabbi Yaakov Chalap, and the Sefer Memorum that we were learning in Yeshiva for a long time, we finished that part of it, Ayani HaYeshua, where there's a lot, a lot of Torah there on this Indian of Tzipil Yeshua that Rabbi Yaakov Yeshua was a Makabal from Rav Kook that he received from his Rabbi from Rav Kook. So here we're just going to see a little bit more. If you go to Hatshukah V'Akishah Shal Ha'odam Now as we've seen throughout and we discussed last week, Not only being in Eretz Yisrael, physically, but being in Eretz Yisrael with one's mind is a very big thing. To be in Eretz Yisrael with one's mind and heart, kaidem of a person is nechutzlar. We learn that by that longing for Eretz Yisrael, by that sepia for Eretz Yisrael, a person is able to a person is able to access the or of Eretz Yisrael, even being far, far away. A person can come to that or can have a taste of that or by being by being in one's mind in Israel. One of the gifts of Israel that Rav Kook speaks about here, and that we've learned about earlier, one of the gifts of Israel is Avir Israel Machkim. That somehow the air of Israel opens up. But Chochmah here doesn't mean that he does better on his exam. Chochmah means in that cherish of thinking in that way of Elokus that a person is able to think thoughts of HaKadosh Baruch in Eretz Yisrael in a way that's much easier to get to those thoughts in Chutz Lawrence. Avir Eretz Yisrael opens up that place of Chachma in a person. And Chachma, again, doesn't just mean something intellectual. It means something much higher than that. 
means a perception of truth, it means a clarity of what's right. So that's what the tzaddik says over here. If you go to depending upon how great a person's longing is for Israel. And that applies when you're in Israel as well. It's not enough just to be in Israel, it has to one has to long for Israel even while being there. It's not enough just to be there. But if you go to it brings to a refinement, a purification of his thoughts, his ideas. A rayon, as you know, is not just a, a passing thought. A rayon is an idea. It's a deeper concept, an idea. So through this attachment to Israel, it brings to a refinement to a to a purification of one's thoughts this comes from the air of Eretz and this Avir hovers over rests upon any Jew that's Metzapel Arisa, whoever, whoever is a Metzapel Arisa, whoever has this longing to see Eretz Yisrael in her Shlemus. Not just that I, I can't wait to get back there because, you know, it's my favorite ice cream store, my favorite. I hear people talking like that nowadays. They have some good food places in Eretz Yisrael, so now lately I hear Chava talking about, oh, it's a good place. And you think they're going to go to Shimon HaTzadik, the Rosh Rabbi Shimon, or something you're talking about, some ice cream place, you know, in Ben Yehuda. <laughs> so, we're talking about a mitzapa means to see as a selvishleimusa, the kedusha v'etzisol. A person who has, a person who, who has that seat, that sepia, that great longing to see the kedusha v'etzisol. To be by the, to be by the kaisel, to be in the mekamis kedushin, to be able to smell the air. Of, of the Kedusha Sa'aretz, of Tveri, of Tzvas, the air of Tzvas is, the Kedusha of Tzvas is very much connected to the air. Tveri is water, Tzvas is the air, the Avira, the air of Tzvas. You know that the great Mukubalim, the Ariya Kodesh, and the, the Ramak, and the Alkovets, that they, how they needed to be in Tzvas in order to make to bring the biggest Giluim, where Rabbi Shimon was in Meiron, which is right, you could see from Tzvas. Is that that place? Tzvas is a lotion of tzipia, of tzipia. Letzapos, to long, to long for. Eretz Yisrael is a place of longing. It's a place of kisufim. Tzvas, in particular, is a place where the rayonis, the thoughts, the ideas of a person, can become so clear that he could think of things in a way that he's not able to think even in other places in Eretz and in certain respects, not even in Yerushalayim. So, of course, the Pneumius Atara, the Shurish of Pneumius Atara from Harsinai traveled through Tzvas, the Giluyim from Rabbi Shimon, and from the Ariya Kodesh. <coughs> came in such a way to this world. Tzvas is a place of Tzipia. So, also just physically, it's a place of magnificent scenery, right? The, even the clouds when you're in Tzvas. You're, you're, you're not in this world, you're in another world in Tzvaz. 
when we first married, I begged my wife to live. We should go live in Swaz. We were able to get an apartment for fifteen thousand dollars, three bedrooms for fifteen thousand dollars. Like this, forty years ago, we were able to get an apartment. And my wife said, well, "I'm going to do in Swaz." I said, "So what do you mean, by Mom is right next to the cemetery of the apartment. <laughs> it's the best." Part. Like she says, "No, but the, who, you know, when people come to visit the Swaz, they don't come to the Swaz." I said, "What do you need to worry? It's Mamish by the Ariza and." You know, and by her mark, and what could, what could be a better location? <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't go for that. <laughs> so here, still here. It's fast. <coughs> but that's an Indian of Tzipi. I once gave a share about Tzipi. It's the whole Indian of Tzipi of seeing things, of longing. Tzipi is a place of great longing. Of course, in the end, it's Yushalayim, but Tzipi is a place of longing, of looking, of waiting. The Navi is saying to us, Simchus Yushalayim, to rejoice with Yushalayim and in Yushalayim. Simchus, to bring joy to Yushalayim. The biggest joy of Yushalayim is when Jews are there. And rejoice in her. Now, Ohavea, all those who love her, who love her means not just not just that we enjoy being there. When you love somebody, you mitzapel eraisa. You understand? One of the first questions you, I'll ask a Bach who's confused about the girl that he's going out with, or the girl who's confused about the Bach that she's seeing, is <coughs> when you're not together. When you're not together, is there tzipia? Is there a sense of, of longing to see the person? I'm not talking about chalila taiva. I'm talking about tzipia and kedusha. To see the person. Is there a tzipia to see the person? And when a, when a bacha or a girl says, not really, I mean, it's nice when I see her, but I don't have a tzipia to see her. There's a local kachtov. There's a siman local kachtov. I don't want to say it's not a shidduch, but it's a siman local kachtov. If there's a tzipia to see a person, it means there's an <coughs> It means it's the beginning of a hava. It's already there's an ahava, something of a hava. There's a tzipia. You have to be careful. Shouldn't be needing a taiva. That's just the bechlal has nothing to do with ahava. That's not. That's just indulgence. But ahava is very connected to tzipia. So Rav Kook brings the pasuk from Navi. Simchus lishlam vegilu ba kol ahava. Kol ahava means kol hamitzapim liraisa. Kol ahava. All those of you who love Yerushalayim. This is the joy that we bring to Yerushalayim, even when we're not there. Even when we're not there, we're able to give Yerushalayim rachis, <coughs> because we're, if we're among the Mitzap and Leraisa, Yerushalayim feels that, that we have this longing for her, that we're looking forward to returning to her. And that brings tremendous simcha, tremendous gila to Yerushalayim, to be among the Ayhave Yerushalayim, to be among the Ayhave Tzir, or Mitzap and Leraisa. Siv Zayin. Each story, there's a lot to talk about. Just trying to move a little bit. It's been a long time since we went through the through the sefer itself. Siv Zayin. This is also from the Iris of Eretz Yisrael. From the sefer HaIris, the section of Iris Eretz Yisrael, the beginning of the sefer. Ew. 
Hazorus Shemagishim Chutzlaris, the strangeness that one feels in Chutzlaris. Strangeness that one feels in Chutzlaris. There's Hazorus, even though, even though this is where we grew up and this is where we live, and obviously there's a comfort that comes with that. What Rav Kook is saying is that a Jew should feel a Zorus in Chutzlaris, should feel strange. That there's something strange. That Zorus to feel that this is really not one's place and to feel out of one's place, to feel the strangeness, which is hard because you're comfortable. This is very comfortable where he comes from, where he lives. But the strangeness that one feels in Chutzlaris. That feeling of Zorus, of strangeness, that this isn't my place. I can't really fully settle into this place in Chutzlars. Again, it's not because my kids live in Eretz Israel or because of something external. And it's hard to, it's hard to figure ourselves out what is it that's pulling us not that there's anything wrong with longing to see one's children of course that's a very hush of a thing but that's not the Indian of the Tzipia of Eretz Yisrael because my kids live there or my grandchildren they, you'd, feel a, you'd feel a longing for them if they, if they lived in Hong Kong also that's not a Tzipia of Eretz Yisrael that's a Tzipia to see your kids that's beautiful but that's not, that's not what Rav Kook is talking about that's often confused. Those are two that are very mixed up together. Those who have children or grandchildren in Israel are always crying about going to Israel. That could have nothing to do with Kedusha Sarvitz. It's just an Indian of, of my children, my grandchildren. They talk day and night about it. Israel. If the kids would live here, it would be the same thing over here. It's Lav Dafka. In other words, it's not, it could be that it is an Indian of Israel, but it's Lav Dafka. It could be just my, my kids. My family, my parents live there, my kids live there. That's something else. We're talking about for A simon is, a little bit of a simon is that those Jews who have their children and grandchildren there to sell them, and they go there, all they do is hang out with their children and grandchildren. It usually has nothing to do with Yushalayim or Israel. It just has to do with seeing the kids. But if you go to Israel and you spend time, of course, with the children and grandchildren, but you also you also go to, to Rabbi Shimon, and you go to Svas, and you go to you go to the, you spend time in the Kaisal and you spend time by the Ovis, by the Imos, and you want to be in Hebron, not just with the kids in Beit Shemesh or someplace, you know, mm-hmm. not Beit Shemesh, wherever they are. So that's a simon that has to do more with Kedushazarits. But if it's just about being with the children, it's an Afghan, you can live in Ramat Beit Shemesh and you can feel like you're in Flappish, it doesn't feel so different over there. Okay, I do it. Those of you who know, I'm not, I'm not mean anything against Ramat Beit Shemesh. It's part of it. I'm just saying it's love dafke, Kedushas Aretz. Love dafke. Especially now that you can get Heinz ketchup. <laughs> right? You don't have to have Ozan. You can have Heinz ketchup. So, well, Machasel, Machasel. When I lived there, when I lived there, the only tuna fish you got was like brown. <laughs> These early tuna fish still had bones in it. You know? So now you already can go. It's Machai, especially where Americans live. You can go to the Makolet and you can see all the familiar, uh, all the familiar products, and you can go 
Now you can go to the mall and you can buy all the things that we were able to buy years ago. Everything to smuggle stuff into Eretz Yisrael. You couldn't get, you know, they asked somebody at the airport, like, why do you need, you know, like, why do you need four cases of, uh, of Huggies or something? <laughs> you know? yeah, my kids. Uh, <laughs> so, and now you can get, you can get things in Eretz Yisrael too. So, if you feel that way when you walk into the Makolot and you, and you see the, you see the products that you use, and you say, ah, it's a mechai. It's not, the meaning of Eretz Yisrael now is, it's much, it's much easier to be there than it used to be. It's much easier than it used to be. So you have to be, not to be confused. Kedusha Sa'aris is, is not necessarily the, the comfort that you feel being together with some friends or family or even in your old stomping grounds, the old yeshiva being in that place. That's a, that's a psychologically comforting thing to be with family and to be with friends and to be in a familiar place. But if you don't feel the need, if you don't feel the need to go to the coastal, if you don't feel the need to be in Chevron, <coughs> so on, so then it's uh, usually not so much an Indian of Eretz Yisrael, it's an Indian of other nice things, they're very, very nice. It's not Davka, it's Pia of Eretz Yisrael. Love Davka. It doesn't mean Davka <coughs> not either, I'm just saying it's Love Davka that it is. That's, I don't, every person is different. <coughs> But Azar Shamagisha Mukhuslar Tsahimakasheris Yaisir is called Khesha Karuhapnimi. That feeling of strangeness in Khutslaras that contributes to binding the person, to attaching the person in a deeper way to the Khesha Karuhapnimi, to that deep inner spiritual longing. To feel to the Khdushavatasha, to feel that strangeness in Khutslaras. To feel uh, uh, a discomfort in Chutzlaretz. I mentioned to you many times how the Chassam Seifer wrote in the Tshuva that he, that was, he was asked about somebody making a Shachayonu by, by his Chanukah Zabayis over there in, in Pressburg and, and the Chassam Seifer couldn't believe that the person that he asked such a thing and he said the Chassam Seifer was in a spoil he said that, that a person should build Bechlal a house of stones in Chutzlaretz not a wooden shack you would build a house of stones Kilo, this is your place the Chassam Seifer writes and then at the, but at the end, he, he calmed down a little bit. And he writes, he says, no, maybe it could be a Lamed Schus that the reason Jews are building homes made from stone. He thought that was, a, that was already a, a bit of Kedusha Sa'aris, like, not, you know, to build something so strong and permanent that the Chassam said was in the spot, that you could build a place from stone. So at the end, though, he, was, he said, he said, because of our enemies, we're unsafe and it's safer to have while we're here to have stone walls or because it's dangerous with fire you know maybe it's safer but but he says but yeah, we have to stop and remember that there's a lot of you know there's like this what are we building we're building these fancy places you know it's not up it's not there's a lot of you know and I I was ranting about this on Shabbos a couple of weeks ago but I can't stop thinking about how this this article that came out about about all the, uh, the accomplishments that they're building, Maizdis of Tyre in Berlin, that it's something that made me physically ill. When I read it, it makes me physically ill when I read about it. That, uh, the, the pride that Jews have spending spending millions and millions of dollars of building up Berlin and the Maizdis in Berlin, which in Poland is not much of a jump or a skip over from that place. But And I know the Limude Schus, and I spoke about it on Shabbos. I know there's a Limude Schus. So, of course, there are a lot of Jews there, especially Russians that came there. For Panosa, they don't know. Any, they, don't, they don't know. It's not their fault. They went to Berlin, 
a lot of those Jews from Russia felt very far from this Indian, and they very far from Yiddishkeit, whatever, and they went to Berlin to make a pronouncement. So, of course, Jews have to go there to, to like, look out for them. And, and I said on Shabbos, the Chabad was always very good at that. You know, they, they know how to do it. I'm not saying that they, they have to suffer, the Chabadskas have to suffer, but they, they, they have a shlichus and they're able to go everywhere in the world. They have such a shlichus, and, they, and they're good at it, and, they, and they're able to mechazik themselves and the other Jews when they go to these places. But that we should build such fancy places in, in, in Berlin... And the people that wrote back, it was in the, one of the magazines, I don't remember, it was Amir Mishpach, or somebody was writing back, you know, people that are learning there in Berlin wrote back, you know, wrote back why they're there, and they're there to spread Yiddishkeit, and, and then the other ones was writing that we're there because we have to show that we're victorious, so that we can come to this very same place that was the beginning of the Chorban of our people, and in this place, in their face, right, we, we, we build a Malcolm Tyra. These are Svaras, these are Svaras, I don't believe that any one of those are children of survivors. I don't believe that's possible. And the survivors, I trust their instincts better than these people. I trust their instincts better. That there's certain adkan, there's certain places that Jews shouldn't go. I suppose you have to. But to go there and to build fancy buildings, this is our place in Berlin. That I don't have to remind you what, what Rameya Simcha wrote about that. Everybody here knows what he wrote about, how we confuse confusing Yerushalayim. Berlin and Yerushalayim, and how it may have at the beginning of the 20th century that we're going to see what's going to happen from that place, Berlin. We're going to see what's going to happen. He wrote with Ruach HaKadosh. It's a famous piece in Parshas Buchul Kaisai, in Meshach Achma. I'm sure you know it. May have over there from the, that from this place, what's going to come from Berlin, it's going to come a Chorban for the Jewish people from this place of culture and sophistication where Jews are, are, are tripping over each other to get to Berlin to... <coughs> That was a place that was considered, you know, you're out of the, you're out of Eastern Europe. You're already in a place, a hush of a place. And now, and now there are Jews that are going there and they're building yeshivas and batim adroshim. And it's the same cash I have really in places in Poland. So, okay, they had, so, so, so many people are now going to Lezhensk. You have to make a nicer place because Jews are coming for Shabbos. So, so, you have to have a place for them to, to go to Mikvi, you have to have a place for them to eat. And in Uman, so they're making now hotels in the whole Uman. And, uh, they have you could get it out a four star, five star hotel in Uman, which I understand. There's an oilum that goes, and the oilum has to be able to, to to have what they need to when they're there. But there's another part of this that spits on all of this. It says, how could it be there? If you want to go to Uman, so you go there and sleep in the dirt, like, and lie down in the filth. If it means so much to you to be in Uman, you don't have to be in a five star hotel. But but the Jews are spending millions and millions of dollars in Berlin and Warsaw and Lodge and these places. How do you not feel a Zarus in Berlin? I don't understand how a person gets up and says Maidani washes Neglavas in Berlin. I'm not I'm not asking that. I don't understand that. How do you how do you say Maidani in Berlin? I mean, if your plane gets stuck there, Khalil, you have to you have to do something. But to go there, let Yashev, come on, let Yashev show. Yeah, I don't mean this against the people who are doing it because they're going with Lashem Shemai. The Koyla guys, the only Shem Shemayim. I don't mean Chas Vachalila, that they have bad intentions. They're only going to Shem Shemayim. They're all wonderful, and they're doing mitzvahs and so on to help the Jews who are there. It's a big mitzvah. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how they could do that. I'm not saying I, I, that they're doing something that it's not. They don't have the right intentions. But I don't understand how you could live in Berlin. How you could go voluntarily to live in Berlin. Instead, you should try to bring all of those Russians to bring them to to HSL. If not HSL, bring them to America. It's a big someplace. Even if you have to bring them to a place. 
bring them to London a little further. So, but in Berlin they have to live, and now we're going to service them in Berlin. Again, Chabad knows how to do that, but that other Jews have to go there. And yeshiva guys are going there making a carlo, where they get uh, paid to be to be in Berlin. At least they didn't go to go back to Spain. Well, Berlin is worse than Spain. No. And they, what do you mean? You're comparing Berlin to Spain? I'm, I'm, I'm reminding that. Spain is you Spain, Spain. You don't want to breathe the air. Berlin is the Berlin is a, the poison of Berlin is a million times more than in Spain. With Spain, there was a question of the chaim of the kadmonim. If they can bet, I mean, Chazal said that Jews are allowed to go back to Spain because there was a chaim from the kadmonim not to go back to go back to Spain. So now at times we can't make haramim like this. But the air in the air in, in Europe is much more in, in in Poland and in, in Germany is much much more polluted than the air of of Spain. There's a stench in Spain also, and plenty of our plenty of our parents and grandparents had aggravation tsars. There's uh, plenty of tsars, <coughs> but uh, you can't compare it to what happened in what happened in Poland and what happened in Berlin. <coughs> So as always, there's a certain strangeness that one that one should feel in chutzlars. Now we live in Baruch Hashem, we live in a good chutzlars. We have a lot of brachas over here. Kiddeski kasha, what we're doing in America, also building all kinds of stuff. It's also a kasha. That's what the Chassam Seif was saying. It's not just it's not just in uh, in Berlin, but, but but at least at least a person feels. I'm hoping that at least the yidden that are there in Berlin that they feel as ours. They feel that this is this, they feel very very out of place and strange. Here in America, America is a wonderful country, and they've been only good to us over here. We've had a lot of our cars at time. So it's harder to feel a strangeness in America than it is in, in, in these other places. But that strangeness, that zaris that a person feels in Chutzlaris, so by feeling out of place in Ezezel, you're strengthening your place in Ezezel. To the degree that one feels strange away from Ezezel, you feel at home in Ezezel. And that is your home, and that's your place. And you feel more the Kedusha, you're able to tap into that Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. To the degree that you feel that strangeness in Chutzlar is the longing for Eretz Yisrael becomes greater. And the engraving, the engraving, the chakika, of that structure of holiness of Yisrael, upon which Hashem's eyes are always, Hashem's eyes are always upon the land. That engraving within yourself, <coughs> the engraving becomes deeper and deeper. It's engraved deeper and deeper into you. That image, that picture of Kedusha Seretz Yisrael, Misamekis Yosef Yosef becomes deeper and deeper. It's also hard for us because we, because we're in our in our times we're zeichel to go back and forth a lot. As our parents or our grandparents, they couldn't go there to Israel. so. For us, it's easy to just take it for granted because we come and we go. So when you're able to be someplace <coughs> in a more regular way, so then then uh, the tzipia becomes less. 
it's hard to feel the tzipia. As I said, even Eretz Yisrael, it's, it's, it's a tzipia. It has to be for Kedushas Aretz, for Shleimus Aretz, not just because I like being here. V'ayimek tshukas ha-kodesh l'chibasiyah. And the depth of that holy longing, Shachiba Sin, that comes from the great love that we have for Tzion, Shachira Sa'aretz, of remembering the land. As Hashem says, to remember the land. That wherever we are in life, to remember the land. that all that is sweet all that is dear and sweet are attached to the land are bound to the land come from Eretz Yisrael when it becomes strong when this longing for Eretz Yisrael Increases, becomes strong. Even in the soul of one Jew. It's like Chazal say that even if one person, one, when, one do, when one Jew does tshuva, every Jew in the world is somehow affected by that. Since we're all bound to each other. When there's a when there's a trembling in one heart, it causes everything, every heart to move a little bit, right? So it's the same thing. Rav Kook says that when Sechiras Aris, when this Tzipia of Kedusha, Kedusha Aris, there's longing for it to sell and remembering it to sell, when it when it's misgaberes, I feel it in the When it's misgaberes, when it becomes strong, even in an individual in the Shama, one person. This itself causes there to be a flow, like like from a spring that is where the rock is taken off, and the and the water is able to ascend from the from the from the spring. And the spring was covered. It brings about a flowing of of that wellspring. L'cholakla, to the entire to the entire Jewish people wherever they are, even when one neshama is strengthened in this longing, it causes there to be something in in every in every Jewish heart. There's something of of an awakening. There's a something of a flow that begins a current that begins. To the multitudes, to the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of souls that are that are bound to hurt herself, to the Jewish people, not only those who are alive, but even those who are dead, which brought down the swarm, those grandfather and other tzaddikim, that, that that it causes the mason, the mason are all going to the Mesim are going to go back to Eretz Yisrael. So they also, the Mesim are also filled with the longing for Eretz Yisrael. With a tremendous longing for Eretz Yisrael. So when there's a Hisairus of Ahavis Aretz, of Tzipiyah, of that longing to see Eretz Yisrael, 
so it, it awakens within the mason, within the the, the dead, in the, in the bones of the dead, that part of the of the of the of the skeleton of that of the bones that never dies, which the the luz that's always alive. So, it 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 sends a current through that part of the mace, that the mace is electrified by that. It causes some current with the bones of the dead person. That they begin to feel, ah, ah, soon we're going to come back to life. So Satayv is a chesed l'chaim amazing. To long for yourself, Yerushalayim, is not only a chesed with those who are alive, as of Cook writes over here, that it that it brings about some awakening in those who are living, but even amongst those who are dead, even by the Atzomas Hayyavashas. Because I'll say that, that when someone quotes a Torah in the name of a tzaddik, so then, then his atzamas, his bones, uh, have a chiyas from that. It gives a chiyas to, to the tzaddik in the grave. So when 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 we connect to to Yisrael to Yushalayim, and we're filled with the tzipia of Yisrael, so that brings about an awakening of Gula and chiyasamaisim. So it's a chesed, it's a taiva that we could do for those who are not in this world right now. Ches. B'soich halev p'nima. Deep in the heart. B'chadrei taharasa kudusasa. In the chambers of pureness and holiness that are in the heart. B'sgeberis yashal heves ha-Yisraelis. The Jewish flame, the Jewish flame, that fire is misgaberous, is, is getting stronger. Hadresh is Bechazka and is demanding in a very powerful way. It's demanding that a, a, a powerful attachment and a consistent and constant, a constant attachment of those. Uh, of those of us uh, who are alive, El Mitzvah Hashem, to the Mitzvah of Hashem. Fire of the soul is demanding an attachment to the Mitzvahs. Who believe Kol HaReikonim should be Yisrael. And then Rav Kook continues on and he says, I mean, there's more to this type, but Who believe Kol HaReikonim should be Yisrael in the hearts of all empty Jews. Jews who are not interested in Mitzvahs. We believe called Pashi Yisrael, sinners that, that are not interested in mitzvahs and could even be against mitzvahs. There's also a fire. Ha'esh bo'eres v'yakedes be'pnimei pnimis. By them the fire is burning in a place that's pnimei pnimis, that's more hidden, inner, inside, inside. It's more hidden. When the chambers are already on more on the outside that a person feels that by Jews or Shemei Mitzvahs they feel <coughs> that compulsion to be to be Shemei Mitzvahs so it's burning more in the rooms outside but by the Reikonim by the Paishi Yisrael by the sinners the fire is very 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 deep inside and it burns in the entire nation now, how do we see this by the Rishoyim, this fire? 
how do they see it in themselves that that fire is still burning? So Rav Kook says, Kol Any longing that a Jew has to be free. We call or the powerful tshuka the Jew has, the longing to be alive. Any longing for the life of the Jewish people and the individual Jew. Any hope that a Jew has, even a Paisi Yisrael, that there will be a redemption. Now he might think of it as a political redemption financial, military redemption that will be free from our enemies and so on. But any tikva, called tikva shal geula, any longing for redemption, any hope that is that a Jew feels for redemption, where does all this come from? The longing for freedom, for life, for chayla klal, a love for the Jewish people, a love for other Jews, a tikva of geula, all of that comes from the living wellspring of the inner soul of a Jew. The longing to live a complete Jewish life, a full Jewish life, without any contradictions and without any limitations. That is the longing of Eretz What's the holy land. Eretz Hashem, the land of Hashem. Where all of the mitzvahs are clear and shining in a very, very obvious and clear way. All of the mitzvahs are the mitzvahs of the land. So Rav Kook, I think, is saying... What he's saying is that is that you, in his time, of course, you had so many, so many Jews that were reikonim that they were empty of Yiddishkeit. This was that really the first generation where it was in the second generation, but it was that time when so many Jews were leaving, <coughs> were leaving Yiddishkeit, and yet they were, and yet they were building out to sell. And they were longing for Israel. <coughs> that there were many, many Muhammads that were conducted against these people. Because they weren't religious. And uh, many times they were anti religious. But they had this fire for Israel. And to build the land. And you know that Rav Cook loved these Jews. He never ignored or overlooked their religious deficiencies. He would scream and yell and beg and cry. And he worked his whole time there before to be Makar of them. But he saw in that longing for Yisrael a great love that came from that wellspring, that fire that he's talking about here, which he describes that really this longing to be in Yisrael is to be Jews below stira, Ragbal. There's some people that for whatever reason, it's not for now, it's a very big sod of the neshama, why there are some Jews who they can, they either have everything or they or they can't live with, with nothing. You know, they, it's either what they say, all or nothing at all, everything or nothing. They can. There are Jews that are like that, and the everything of Am Yisrael can only be in Eretz Yisrael. It cannot be in Chutzlars. And there are Jews that are like that. That they that, and he saw that in these people, of course. He saw that their longing for Eretz Yisrael contained within it 
a longing for redemption, for life, the love of the Jewish people, because they wanted to be Jews without any limitations or boundaries. They wanted to be Jews. I, if they wanted that so badly, then why are they not putting on film? Why are they Mechal Shabbos? Why are they eating the treif? The Nishamas, the Jews that are like that, the Amish can't. He says, I see The longing for Israel contains within it the longing for redemption. Longing to be Jews without anybody conflicting us, without being conflicted, without having to restrain ourselves and hold back and to hide ourselves, to be complete Jews. But I, these Jews, were like completely not Jewish. But of course, saw in that shukah that they had for Israel, a longing. They were hurt and they were damaged. There's many, many chevra nowadays as well. So Rav Kook went to meet them, to speak to them. Did you see this picture that's going around, that new picture? They're finding new pictures of Rav Kook. You saw this one? Yeah. Rav Kook being with a couple of... So clear, the picture's my much clear. It was never, the picture was never out. It just came yesterday, two days ago, one of the Chavis sent me this picture. You didn't see this picture? It's not sure. To see this picture. Yeah. It's in the Shiran group. My see you see it clearly. He went, was going to Kibbutzim to visit these places. Too. And they loved him, and he loved them. And it was, it was more of the people. But he saw, he saw in, he saw in their love for Israel and to build the land, he saw, he saw everything. He saw exactly what he's describing here. It came from the hidden, hidden place, he says. It comes from the deep, hidden, hidden place. I'm a Jew. It's very scary because nowadays you have many Jews in Chutzlars that have bechlal no hargosha for Eretz Yisrael. They don't care about Eretz Yisrael. They don't care about Eretz Yisrael. There, there were there was a group of uh, reformed Jews. Uh, maybe some of them are not Jewish anymore because a lot of them are not Jewish. But they were they had one of their one of their leaders that took them. They they made a they made they made a davening. They were saying for Hamas. You know that that they were. They got together. They never davened. They, they said Kaddish. They sang Kaddish for the for the for the who were killed there and, and by Aza they were for the terrorists. They were saying, of course, it's a sad thing that people are. I'm not talking about the terrorists that were killed. It's a, it's a, I'm talking about that the other people that the terrorists trick and deceive into going to even bringing babies and children to bring over there. <coughs> But there were Jews that were saying a Kaddish for the Arabs that were killed. It's hard to believe such a thing to see in the early times. And and and, the, and it's not just by reform people. What about the, what about these Meshagarim that go with the beard and payers? And they go there to get brachas from Abbas. It was a few weeks ago. One of the guys showed me that they were lining up by Abbas with their children yeah. with long payers. And Abbas is making nice to them. Mm. And giving their brachas. And they sent it all over the place. Who's dressed like Yerushalayim, going with like this. And they sent it there. How could be such a thing? It's not that. It's not something terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. I don't know how to touch it up to think of such a thing. To think of such a thing. That a Jew could do such a thing. That a Jew could be in such a place. So here, here is somebody that he keeps mitzvahs. I mean, these are people that are shayim shabbos. They eat, they eat only kosher and so on. But the Indian of Eretz Yisrael, right? unless you say Elimitzchus, that their love for Eretz Yisrael has been macalcal them so much that they, that they are so distraught over what's there's, uh, what's going on with it, that they think that through the Zionists and what's going on with it, that it's taking us further away from Yisrael, maybe it's Ali Mitzchus, I don't know. I don't know there's a Mishnah on these people, I don't know. It's just a sick thing, a strange thing. 
that Jews could do such a thing. But that's just different sickness. But what about the ones that are just not all over American Jews that don't care about Eretz Yisrael? <coughs> they don't care about it. How many Christians go to Eretz Yisrael? When they're walking the streets, you see there all the time there are Christians that are there. And, and, and Jews that are not from, uh, that they don't have a hergish, a chush. So if Cook says it's, it's but there's a lot of to sell, but, but you don't see that by many of these Jews that there's a bechlal. Hashem Esbach should help to take away all of the coverings and that that wellspring of the Jewish soul should burst forth and we should be able to return to Mayan Achaim, to the living well of Yerushalayim, with the Glashon Amikis. Amen. Amen.